Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, Fiddy, take us to the live wire. I remember I read a uh, a boxing book by Teddy Atlas who who trained Michael Moore who won a heavyweight title in the 90s and whenever he went to camp he had to uh, quit lovemaking two weeks before the fight so not even just the night before two weeks he had to uh, oh, no. restrain I bet that was a lot of celebration after he won yeah I would think. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, so Friday, we had the esteemed Mike K on from the Charlotte Observer. And we were talking about, is there a way to keep Frankie Louvu, Brian Burns, and Derek Brown on the same side of the ball? Can you pay all those guys? And he detailed how Carolina can do that this offseason. You've got the franchise tag to use on Brian Burns. If Brian Burns signs the $22.5 million deal or whatever it is right now, yeah, that's going to put a hindrance on your cap. But if you can work out a long-term deal, you can dramatically save money because, again, you can lower his cap number and his base salary and make up for it with a bonus you spread out through years of the contract. Now, I know that's like a lot of gymnastics there. It's just doable. The answer to the question is, yes, it's doable. Is it prudent? Depends on what the number is for Brian Burns. Walker, are you comfortable with taking care of all three of those guys, even if it means you don't address the offensive line or the wide the wide receiver position the way that you want to and you need to to get the most out of Bryce Young? Yeah, I guess right. Baked into all of that is how we want to. Well, how do we want to? If it's paying a top flight wide receiver then I guess that would be tough to do with bringing back Frankie Louvu, Brian Burns, and Derek Brown on an extension alongside the T. Higgins, Mike Evans type. And so maybe that's something that you would sacrifice. But the Panthers are going to benefit from this cap going up to where now maybe Brian Burns is going to help him too. He, more likely that he's going to get his asking price. But yeah, I have no problem keeping all of these guys in-house. Would love to see the Panthers keep a strength of strength. One thing that's always bugged me, and we've seen this a couple of times in previous regimes, is Carolina allowing some of their homegrown guys to walk and have success elsewhere. Think about how much that's happened, especially when you try to turn the page and rebuild. But even some of their younger stars will leave and go have success elsewhere. Look at Christian McCaffrey doing what he's doing with San Francisco. I don't even hate Carolina for trading Christian McCaffrey the way that they did. They gave him a second contract. It was criticized when they did so, but Chris McCaffrey has more success having an MVP type season with the 49ers on their way to a Super Bowl appearance. Look at DJ Moore. DJ Moore goes up there with Justin Fields, who Chicago might move on from, by the way, and puts up a 1,300-yard year because, well, all right, we're trying to go get a quarterback, and we just have to sacrifice some of the talent that we've already drafted. Brian Burns hits. I'd like to keep him around. Derek Brown hits when we all actually weren't sure of that the first two years. The dude got a healthy scratch his second season in the NFL, but now he's here and I don't want to lose out on him. Frankie Louvu, probably given where each of these players were 
is the shrewdest move that this team has made under the Scott Fitterer era because of how you were able to get him for absolutely nothing on the free agent market, and now he's the number one linebacker ranked by multiple NFL outlets. I would like to keep all of these guys as much as possible and then figure out what to do offensively from there. Uh, I think at this point, you are able to do that because of where you're at as far as the rookie scale. You're not paying a ton of offensive talent. The Panthers don't have the most salary cap room, but they've got enough. And I think with what you will have to pay for these guys, now Frankie Louvre could be interesting because he's going to hit the open market and who knows what the offers are going to look like there. Brian Burns, we know if you franchise tag him, what that's going to look like. And then if you sign him to a long-term deal, you know, yet and still, if you extend all these guys, by the time it comes time to pay Bryce Young, if he turns into the player you think that he could be, these guys' contracts are going to be in spaces to where you're either going to have options or you can restructure them to be able to fit inside of your cap. So I think the Panthers should be all right if they're able to uh, secure Burns, Louvu, and Brown. The Hornets ended another long losing drought on the West Coast last night, beating Portland 93-80 to 80 in a game that felt like it was played in the 80s. We talked about their defensive improvement since trading away uh, you know, guys like P.J. Washington, Gordon, Gordon Hayward at the trade deadline. And after the win last night, Cliff talked about he wants that to be a part of the identity for this team moving forward. I think looking at it, I mean, before watching the film, but we're really like guys are – you know, like we're good with our hands right now. We're getting deflections. Um, you know, we're locked into the game plan stuff. They're talking to each other. Um, and I think as much as anything, like hopefully that can be the start of an identity. You know, for so many new guys, we've got to have things that, as you know, that you grasp onto. And, and hopefully the defense can be the beginning of that. Walker, it wasn't the identity for the team in the second half of the season last year, so much so that I ran a promo talking about the team playing defense for Cliff in the second half of the year. It appears they're doing that once again. As a fan, how much should you buy into this moving forward the rest of this year and carrying over into next year if Cliff is brought back while remembering that it didn't carry over to the start of the season? You should buy in because the team has changed so much. I've talked about how much of the rotation has changed. It's over 50%, at least when everybody's healthy. Wasn't necessarily the case last night because Seth Curry was out, Bertans was out. Of course, you still don't have LaMelo Ball or Mark Williams. But even when Mark and LaMelo were on the sideline, and then you had Seth and Davies Bertans go in there, you had five different guys that were getting, what, at least 15 to 30 minutes per game. And that's still happening. So the fact that you have Grant Williams who can help you in some areas defensively, especially on the low post block, you have guys that care. Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges has tried to upgrade what he's been doing on the defensive end too. Yeah, I think you can buy into it because it feels like the players at least have this refresh of a buying in on this message from Steve Clifford and it's working out on the court as we speak. So yeah, I think you can buy in. The question is, are the Hornets going to hire Steve Clifford another time and then hope that they avoid the injury? You know, bad luck that they've had the last couple of years. I sure hope it gets better. I, I couldn't expect it to get any worse, but I said the same thing last year, and here we are again. But no, I think this is real. I think they're going to continue to play good defense. Uh, I'm going to buy in with a little bit of apprehension because we're getting to the point where we're getting a decent sample size. I mean, we're five games in with this new roster at this point. I think once we get to about eight to ten games, I think the book is going to be out on them, and teams are going to start to be able to really have a beat on them as far as scouting goes with LaMelo uh, potentially coming back into the 
mix that will throw an extra weapon in there. But like I said, I, I think I think it stays. But like I said, I'm apprehensive. Once teams are really able to get the book on the Hornets and this new group, how they're going to defend them, how they're going to play them, what they're going to choose to take away, then I think we can really see what they've got. We opened the show talking about the court storming incident that took place in Winston-Salem. We played sound from John Shire. We played sound from Kyle Filipowski. We didn't hear what Steve Forbes, though, had to say. And here's what the Wake head coach had to say on the incident following the upset win over Duke. I didn't see what happened at the end. You know, I hope he's okay. Um, I don't like court stormings. Never have. I've been a part of those before as a coach. I just don't feel safe. Um, and I'm sure the next time that happens, we'll do a better job of, of uh, you know, taking care of that situation. Wes, what did you think of what your head coach had to say following his team's big win on Saturday? I mean, I think he said what he had to say. Obviously, I know coach doesn't want to see anybody get hurt, but I know uh, deep down he was probably pretty excited. The fact that he had to discuss this topic because that means he got a big behind win, or as Walker Mel would say, a big old win. Uh, he was able to get Is that, that. another thing I would say? Yeah, he got a big old win, and his team uh, got their court stormed. And so I think he would love to deal with that problem any day than over the ladder, somebody asking him, when is the next time you guys will have a court storming? I do think it was genuine, though. I don't think he was just saying it because, well, I should say it because. Yeah, I didn't think anybody, oh, I yeah. don't think he wanted anybody to get hurt, but I still, you know, he may not be a fan of court storming, but I'm sure he is when it's his team on the winning side. But no, that, but that's what I, I think even in the moment, if you saw Steve Forbes right after that game was over, it didn't feel like Steve Forbes when he was shaking the hand of John Shire. And then I think you see Kyle Filipowski get hurt. I'd have to go back and check. But it didn't feel like Steve Forbes was just neglecting what was going on on Duke's side. It felt like he was concerned about it and then talks about it at the podium. Because I can guarantee you, Steve Forbes would have something very similar to say like John Shire if the roles were reversed. I would Steve Forbes, not one to bite his tongue on some of the things that he has a problem with in college basketball. But to his credit, I mean, that's exactly what he said. He said, yeah, we need to make sure that these guys do have a healthy environment and we need to make sure that we take care, uh, better care of that going forward. So I agree with Steve Forbes. Like, I totally hear him out on what he's saying. All right, let's play some fun national audio. Last night, the Nuggets got a big win in Golden State. And after the game, uh, Nikola Jokic addressed not getting anything for his birthday from his teammates. Your birthday was last week. These guys get you anything? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Bad teammates. Bad teammates. Terrible teammates. Terrible teammates. Yeah. Well, Nikola, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, back to you. Man, George, you would have think that one of his teammates would at least buy him a new horse or something. I mean, one of those new trotters. All right. So remember last year during the finals, we kind of got on Nikola Jokic because he didn't seem to show much personality kind of didn't, didn't want to go to the championship right the championship right here he is now joking about his teammates not getting him anything for his birthday but i think the question has to be asked what do you get a man who already has everything in the world we know that a nba vacation is at least two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. so what are you giving nikola Jokic for his birthday what do you think Wes? uh i mean you know He's a very no-frills kind of guy, so I'm sure there are a lot of things. I'm sure he would be easy to shop for. I mean, you get him a nice watch, or uh, you can always never go wrong with going 
with something that uh, notes one of his accomplishments. If you want to get him something cool, like a picture or something like that. So I don't know. I, I think he'd be pretty easy to shop for. Like a dope photo, uh, like what Travis Hunter's girlfriend got him with the okay. starting lineup type of deal. Something surrounding his career. Something. you Jokic wouldn't be hard to me. Okay. Yeah, you answered that real. Like you were like, oh, we'll get him a nice photo. I'm a great yeah. gift getter. Okay, so. there you go. I wouldn't know. So, <laughs> don't you say that about me. Don't you dare say that about me. Great Just, gift getter is Walker Mail. Thank you. And thank you very much. What I find hilarious about this is I, I almost feel like teammates of Nikola Jokic should treat him like an offensive lineman, like the quarterbacks do and the running backs do when they get all their offensive line, some awesome Jordans or big green eggs, such as Christian McCaffrey did for his offensive line one year. Nikola Jokic makes everyone better. In fact, I would love to know the Jokic effect on how much money Bruce Brown got on his contract when he signed with the Pacers and was really the only big departure from Denver's organization. And he got over $20 million. I love Bruce Brown. Great glue guy. But over $20 million, probably a little too much. But it was one year. Who cares? I thought it was a, a decent contract. I would love to know the Jokic effect on how much money he gets. And if the players are telling you, He's got eyes in the back of his head. He can see wherever I am. Aaron Gordon has been so good for them. I feel like they should almost treat him like an offensive lineman. The problem is he gets all the stardom anyway. The idea for the offensive lineman is that they never get any of the love. And so he gets all of the love. He just still helps you out so much as a basketball player. Some NFL, some NFL news coming in from Adam Schefter. The Giants are not expected to tag Saquon Barkley. The running back tag number is $12.1 million. The Dallas Cowboys are not expected to tag Tony Pollard. The Titans are not expected to tag Derrick Henry. And the Chargers are not expected to tag Austin Eckler. Do any of these guys interest you in a potential incentive-laden deal to come to Carolina? Incentive-laden? Well, because, I mean, you're not going to pay... I mean, I mean, you're not Derrick paying Henry running backs get anymore. Derrick Henry's going to get a bag wherever he goes. If Tennessee's not giving him a bag, who's going to give him a bag? Somebody will. There's a contender out there that is gonna pay, just gonna pay for the services. He might not break the bank, but he's still gonna get a, he's still gonna get a nice deal. Those are some really good backs to hit the market. What about the Cowboys giving Derrick Henry the bag? You want to see Derrick Henry in that back? Because a lot of people are saying they, that's exactly where he should go. They didn't trade for him at the deadline, and I know people got frustrated by it. Marcus Spears being one of them, saying this is what you should be going to do. As far as those guys and how they would fit with Carolina, Austin Eckler is the name for me because I, I think I more agree with West on Derrick Henry's money. Like, he's going to get a pretty good-sized contract. And Tennessee's just moving on because they're moving on. Yeah, they're just trying stuff. to change up the stuff. But, dog, he ran for 1160 last year with 12 tutties, and this is a guy the year before that, 1500. 2,000 yards, uh, two years before that, 1,500. I mean, he is a walking 1,000. Well, he's a walking 11, 1,200 yards. I just, what's the money look like if Miles Sanders signed a four-year, $24 million contract, and that was the most expensive contract for a running back last season? What's a bag for Derrick Henry? Two years, $16 million? I really, Eight to 10 mil. And, and <sighs> how long is it going to be, too? Because this is the thing about Derrick Henry. He did play all 17 games last year. This is someone that has led the league in rushing attempts four of the last five seasons, and he's 30 years old. As the saying goes, father time is undefeated, and we know how that running back 
ages, especially once you get to 30. And while he's still putting up the volume numbers, the yards per attempt, I believe, went down. They did. Actually, not that ma- not that bad. So I'll take that back for most of what I was saying there. 4.2, 4.4, 4.3 the years prior. And here he was at just a little bit below, but not enough to make a huge difference. I just think with Carolina, I don't want to shell out $10 million for Derrick Henry when we also have to do wide receivers for Bryce Young, offensive line. And if Eckler, who wasn't even getting all that much money with the Chargers at his production level, who is a much more receiving threat than what Derrick Henry is, Eckler is the guy that makes the most sense to me, especially at the kind of money. Derrick Henry's a better player, but you have to pay more for that better player. And that's not where I want to allocate my resources. I'd rather go after Eckler if he's willing to get paid what he should at his old age now and after losing that burst uh i would think with a rookie quarterback and if you can get some upgrades on that offensive line or even with the scheme change get those guys to play better i think derrick henry would be great for the panthers i don't know that he'd come here but i think that's a workhorse back that could take a lot of the load off of bryce young uh he's a guy that can still hit the home run with long runs i think he flips field position as well i think derrick henry would be a great addition uh, for the Carolina Panthers if they were able to sign him, especially in the 8 to $10 million range. I mean, you look at the guys at the top of the market. McCaffrey's making 16, Kamara's at 15. So I think Derrick Henry in that 8 to $10 million range, I think would be very reasonable.